Oh, hello there, people. Oh, this is not what we all thought it was going to be. We all thought it was going to be a Ron and Brian podcast. Oh, no, 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 no. It's going to be a Brian podcast. Don't go anywhere. It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. Oh, no. No, Brian. No, no, Ron. It is just me. And who am I, you may ask? Who am I, you may ask? That's correct, people. I am the champion. Oh, that's right, JoJo. JoJo already off to a good start. Boom. Brian's in the closet. That's right. Brian's in the closet. So um, we will uh, be testing out the home studio, I believe is what it's called. But first off, just a reminder, people, of what we're all doing here. This is the belt. You're looking at a picture right there. I'm holding it. Six pounds of gold and leather and fine American craftsmanship have all led us to this place. It is October 29th that we are doing this episode. I am Brian. And what are we doing here? We're going to say that we're doing a podcast. So we're starting off here, folks, with the only way that we can properly start. Let's get rid of this slideshow. And we're first going to explain where could Ron be. Where in the world is Ron? What's this over here? We're looking. Oh, yeah. Right off the bat, just a little sneak peek of where I am. You are looking at what I believe is the air conditioning unit um, that is right behind me. You know, we're doing a little industrial here. Ron likes to show off his office, but this is um, this is Brian's spot. This is where I like to do my show. So we're going to start off with drink of the week, which really, when you think about it, is the most important part of the show because it gets you drink of the week. Drink of the week, drink of the week, drink of the week, drink of the week. That's drink of the week. Drink of the week. What are we doing? Just repeating this? Who wants to watch two hours of this one video? This one audio just going on. Burning it off. Oh, Ron. See, this is what we're talking about, people. Ron, for those who are watching, Ron has left the country. Ron is on vacation. Ron has decided that he does not want to do this show this week. Really should have brought a sweat um, towel for those who can see. There's no air conditioning in this room, I'm just realizing, which could really put a dampen on the ability for me to do this show. Um, What am I drinking? It's still Oktoberfest, people. It's October 29th. So I am working on my last of the great Oktoberfest beers. We're working off of a Great Lakes Oktoberfest. And you may say, Brian, what is a Great Lakes Oktoberfest? And without giving any inclination that I'm reading this off the internet, it's a German-style 
um, a beer. It is uh, a celebration of maltiness. You're going to have a lot of maltiness. You're asking, Brian, what's this look like? Oh, look at that amber color. It is just a beautiful. This, if you wanted to know, people, this is my personal amber alert of the week. It's this beer. It's packed with rustic, autumnal flavors to put a little more oomph into your oom pa Uber smooth with vibrant malt flavors and a festive flourish of noble hops. Lederhosen not included. This has a four-time medal winner, having won gold twice, silver twice, coming from Ohio, United States. All We all know nothing great comes from Ohio. Ohio's a garbage state. However, except Great Lakes Brewing Company, our friends who have decided their Oktoberfest. Listen, people, according to Beer Advocate, this has got a score of 90, which is considered outstanding. An ABV of 6.5%. That's pretty damn good if you're asking me. Let's see. Let's 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 do a little ASMR. Let's see. What is the what does this sound like when Brian takes a sip? Was that too much noise, people? I hope that wasn't. I really hope that um, you can really get a sip here. Let's try this again. Ah, yeah. Oh, not good. Uh, uh. Okay. Um, That tasted like I was just eating garbage. Um, Ooh, fuck. All right, I'm going to start cooling off soon. Um, people, it's October 29th. That's drink of the week. I don't know what you think. Not my favorite drink of the week. Um, I'm going to pound this beer. There'll be more during this episode. We're going to be here for a while. There's no after dark. There's no Ron. So therefore there's no after dark. It's just going to be us. It's you. It's me. It's everybody that you invited. One thing I'm going to ask people to do this week is if you're watching right now, do me a favor. Um, Oh, Christ, Joe is already saying this has got to stop. Oh, no, 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 no. We're only six and a half minutes into this. At minimum, we're getting an hour at minimum. Okay, so drink of the week. We've already done it. Let's take off this banner because we don't need it anymore. However, you're going to sit there and say, oh, geez, you know, Brian, I really appreciate the fact that on your Sunday evening, you set aside time to spend with us. And, what, and and how can we help you? And there's one way right here. Look at this ticker right down below. Become a patron. Uh, many people are familiar with the website, patreon.com. Here, let's get this camera ready. Um, patreon.com. It is a website where uh, um, content creators like myself, not running this week, uh, puts aside some uh, exclusive material that only goes Behind the paywall, it is for people who are, um, you know, want to support a uh, a content creator like myself. Um, go to Ron and Brian Podcast that dot. Go to Ron and Brian Podcast dot com, people. It's gonna be a long show. I'm not even drinking yet, and I'm singing to myself in a room all alone. This might be the best part of my life because I'm staring at white walls and NAC units. Um, yes, I might be a little crazy. You know, one thing that's a little dangerous is when you leave me alone. Um, oh, no, my signal isn't great. 
wonder what's going on here. I did bring a special extension. Um, please feel free to complain. Um, but we are, um, we're rolling this. Yes, Allie, that's right. Um, blame Ron. Blame Ron for the fact that we are not doing a um, special pajama party, um, which was uh, something we do on on on, on the show. Uh, but you're going to ask yourself, all right, what do we have? It's you know, it's 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 already nine oh eight. We're eight minutes into this show. We're going to be doing a counter as we go through this because there's going to be some exciting things. You're asking, what do we have lined up for later on in this show? What is the content that we should stick around for? Okay. These are the stories that I've got lined up. Just a little header. Um, we're going to be talking about Matthew Perry, um, the Friends actor. Apparently, he died this weekend. Um, we're also going to be talking about what happens when airline pilots travel in psychedelic mushrooms. We're going to be doing um, uh, drag queens are the problem. They're not people. Um, we're going to be talking about our federal court system still bending over backwards and taking it up the rectum by the far religious right, um, who just recently won a very bizarre legal case having to do with abortion. We're also going to be talking about sugar daddies bringing their um, sugar babies to you too in Las Vegas. The do's and don'ts. Um, uh, if you are um, a worker in a beer factory, still drinking people, um, there's one thing that you should not be doing above everything else that we will be discussing later. We also have um, a viral story that went across the Internet this week. Um, where sh and where not should a first date take place? Uh, a lot of women online this week were listing places that they would not go on a first date. We've got that list. Also, um, reasons to be careful about bottles of water in your hotel. We've got, um, and then it gets a little weird. So if you're in a room with children under the age of 18, the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is go to YouTube or Facebook, like this um, uh, video, leave a comment, tell your friends, then cover your children's ears because they may not be prepared for the kind of stuff we're going to talk about later. Um, there's a married man who tried to hire a um, lady of the evening to participate in some group activities with his miniature horse. Um, but we're going to do it clean because this is on YouTube. So we're going to talk about that story in a clean manner. Um, we also are going to talk about a woman online who is selling her armpit hair. We're going to talk about things in the office that make people uncomfortable, specifically having to do with breast milk. We are going to be talking about a woman who has um, uh, uh, gone to bed with over 300 people this past year. And we're going to be talking about what to do when you hear somebody screaming help from inside the chimney of an apartment building. Really, really good stuff. Um, however, uh, oh, hold on a second. What is Ron doing here? Ah, buddy, you didn't. You just couldn't trust me to do this show alone. I love that you missed me, and um, and, and and that means a lot. But first off, what we're going to do before we get into any topics um, is we are going to deal with the elephant in the room, which is. Um, Ron has basically, ooh, hold on, just opening this door so we can get a little bit more air circulation because it's starting to get uncomfortable in this room. 
We're going to have to put a fan together or something. Anywho, um, Ron is the partner that um, he's my life partner. You know, um, he and I are in respective relationships with females. Um, however, uh, one of the things that uh, he and I have both acknowledged is just that, you know, our souls are forever linked. You know, we've been doing this show for the past 37 years. Um Every Sunday talking to him, it has basically saved me from when I was most suicidal. It has saved me from when I wanted to give up. And that is who um, uh, Ron is to me. Um, but most importantly, Ron's not here this week. He went on vacation. Cheers to you. Look at this lovely um, shot glass filled with, uh, with Jack Daniels. We will be discussing where you can get one of these lovely shot glasses. Look at that beautiful, beautiful shot glass. <gasps> Lovely sip of Jack Daniels. Oh, not prepared for that. Um, however, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was on vacation. I decided that I was going to um, skip over the pond, as they like to say, visit the motherland, Great Britain, specifically England, more specifically the city of London, where it all started, where we're all from. I believe it was probably in about um, 76 B.C., when humankind first landed on earth and where did they go first place they went london why because we all everybody wants to see um the eiffel tower they all want to go to london and see some of the beautiful sights um that's where humanity started they went right there then um and 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 because he's my true love partner um you know in a non-sexual way ron took on the challenge and said you know what i'm going to do the show all by myself um, a lot of people who have been talking about that episode, you know, there were a lot of views, a lot of likes, a lot of people chatting. Um, but there was a lot of people who didn't seem happy with that episode. Um, a lot of grumbling about how Ron seemed to pad the episode with, um, videos from other, um, episodes from videos from the internet. You know, I, I didn't want to hear that talk. You know, I don't believe in bashing. Don't bash people. There's a, there's too much negativity in the world. And we need to make the world a little bit better. So what are we going to do? We are going to sit there and say, you know what? This, because Ron's not here, because Ron is in Acapulco allegedly um, buying up property, uh, waterfront property from people who have just recently had their homes devastated by Hurricane Otis. Ron sat there and said that he was going to go and scoop up property from people who have been devastated and that he was going to hold that property, flip it year in, in a few years from now, make massive profits. Um, a lot of people say ethically that there is an issue with that kind of behavior. Um, Ron doesn't seem to have a problem with that. That's that's not his thing. I remember, you know, he once um, had uh, we once were going for matching tattoos. I was going to get to take out a tattoo. It was going to be Martin Luther King um, riding a lion over Washington, um, holding onto the lion's mane. It was just going to be beautiful. Um, underneath it, it was going to say, I have a dream. Um, while I was having that tattooed on my back, Ron was on the um, was laying down on the table next to me. I thought we were getting matching tattoos. And when I looked, he had an entire piece um, in a circle that said, um, profit by any means necessary. And he had a photo of Malcolm X, but Malcolm X was waving um, $100 bills. I felt it was gross. It was not in light. It wasn't in line with the way Malcolm X wanted it to be remembered. He stood up 
you know, for injustices. And Ron was sitting there simply trying to brag about how um, profit over all costs is um, his way of life. We don't, we're, we're not living like that. That's not who we are. Um, however, you know, he's not here, but um, let's, let's not dwell on the fact that Ron's not here. I think what we need to do is talk about what's going on in the world. Um, before we do that, I do, you know, I do want to acknowledge that there are some topics that um, we will not be discussing this week. One of the things that Ron did before he left, um, he left, uh, he sent me a list of things that he has officially banned us from talking about. Um, and because I am a compassionate champion, hold on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The champion. Um, I will respect Ron's list. I'm going to respect the fact that there are topics that he doesn't want. So with, what are the topics? What are the things that Ron won't let us talk about? Number one on that list is the new speaker of the house. Um, you know, Ron feels that what's going on in Washington is more important than life itself. He is a strong proponent of the Freedom Caucus. I believe that he is um, a card-carrying member of the Matt Gates Appreciation Society. He has um, sent numerous naked photos of himself to Lauren Boebert. Um, most of them uh, are featuring Ron holding an AR-47 or an AK-15. I don't know guns, people. It's not my thing. Um, so we're not going to talk about the new Speaker of the House. Ron said, please save that. I want to talk about that next week. Um, and you know what? I'm going to respect that. Um, what else? What were the other subjects you're going to say, Brian? Because we need to discuss it. Um, what are the other things that Ron said? This is where it's going to get a little tricky. Uh, we can't talk about the new Britney Spears book, um, which I think is not necessarily the right way to handle it. Um, Ron said that um, he's he's going that is going to be his reading while he is on vacation. He and the wife are going to be reading sections aloud to each other. Um, oh, yeah, we're going to get to it. No, 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 no. We, we, he won't. We're not at B for the week yet. We will get to that. Um, we're here for the long ride, people. This is um, when when Ron does the show, he does like a you know, he's he speeds through it because he wants it to be over. No, 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 people. This is going to be um, uh, this is going to be quantity of minutes over quality, as a lot of people like to say. So we're not allowed to talk about the Britney Spears book. Um, we all remember how Ron shaved his head back in 2004 when Britney shaved hers. Um, I even think at some point Ron divorced Kevin Federline. Um, which seemed a bit odd because they were not married. But I do believe Ron went to Las Vegas and filed annulment paperwork. Um, we're also not allowed to talk about the Philadelphia Phillies um, being eliminated from the baseball playoffs by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Ron, um, uh, normally one would have thought Ron is a Yankees fan. Ron has um, uh, several pieces of Yankees memorabilia in his home. He has um, you know, attended many Yankee games himself, never spoke highly of the Phillies until um, the playoff run this year when everybody was um, suddenly in line with um, the Philadelphia Phillies and Ron started screaming, Red October. Um, unfortunately, the Phillies uh, were eliminated earlier this week. Um, Ron got very sad. Um, and rumor has it that Ron has decided to leave the country because he just cannot handle the World Series without his beloved um, Philadelphia Phillies in it. 
where are we going to go from there? And um, we're also not allowed to talk about NBA star Dwight Howard. Um, Ron said that the sexual assault and battery claims against him, something Ron wants to talk about. Apparently, Ron has some personal experience with um, uh, alleged um, sexual battery uh, uh, claims against him. Ron wants to give a first person perspective of what it's like to be charged with sexual assault and battery. Um, Dwight Howard recently, this past week, um, a man stepped forward and said that he was contacted by Dwight Howard. Um and uh, to meet up for a threesome. And when they met up, it was just Dwight Howard and Dwight Howard um, made the moves on this guy Um, and apparently did a little touching south of the border. Uh, But you know what? I'm not allowed to talk about it. Uh, Number five. Don't worry, people. There's only eight things on this list. Ron wouldn't let me talk about. Um, And see, people, this is why you don't want him as your champion. Imagine how long this list would be if the... um, if Ron were your 51% champion of the podcast, we're not allowed to talk about the Taylor Swift eras tour movie. Uh, Ron and his wife went to see it for, I believe the eighth time this week. Um, Ron has decided to tattoo 13 all over his body. Um, it's uh, kind of like Takashi six, nine had that gigantic six, nine Ron fled the country this week. I believe he is in Vietnam getting a 13 tattooed on his face. He said, we're not allowed to talk about the eras movie. If um, Taylor Swift does come up while we're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs later, we can do that. Ron also said, we're not allowed to talk about hair club for men or how is it that a 52 year old man still has a full head of jet brown hair with not a single gray? I don't know. I'm not saying there's anything um, uh, wrong about that. But he said, no talking about the hair club for men or Cy Sterling. Um, Ron also said, no talking about cooking oils. Um, I said that uh, I had a really long bit. My beef of the week was going to be about um, my experience with olive oil. Um, Ron saw that on my list and said, absolutely not. Um, No talking about cooking oils. Last but not least, we are not allowed to talk about furries. Okay. Um, I don't think I can even acknowledge why we can't talk about furries. Um, but I think it's time for us to do beef of the week, um, which is a bit that we do each week. And, um, here we go. Ron and Brian's beef of the week. All right. What is my beef of the week? I had quite a few this week, one being Ron, but that's a side subject. Um, My beef of the week right now is the staff at the Hertz um, office in the Newport Mall in Jersey City. I know right off the bat, you people are going to sit there and be like, Brian, you need to rent from Enterprise when you're renting a vehicle. Do not rent from Hertz. Um, You need to go to Alamo. You need to go to budget rent a car. Um, You need to go to... Uh, Zipcar. Uh, no. Hertz. This is a Hertz family over here, people. So um, this past weekend, we were making the... Oh, yeah, Ron, you have jet brown hair. We know you do. Don't don't deny that. Um, earlier this uh, weekend, uh, I uh, had made plans to go up to Boston to visit my sister and her family. Um, and uh, due to certain benefits that I have 
um, as the 51% owner of uh, this podcast. Um, let me hold up the belt one more fucking time because I'm the champion. That's right, people. I'm the champion. I have worn this belt out in public to a wrestling event. Um, and there's photo proof somewhere. Um, anywho, so um, all right. one thing about me, and I know this is the beef of the week, but I'm about to take a hit right here. Um, right off the bat, right off the bat, here we go. Uh-huh, you need to stay away from that mall. I know. The AMC at that mall, rat infested. They had to shut it down several days. But I was going into the parking lot where the Hertz was. So uh, the lady and I, we uh, rent a car, um, and we are all uh, set to go pick up that car. I show up after work on Friday. I get out of work. I go right across town. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I take the PATH train out, end up at Newport, walk over, go right to the office, and... Um, uh, I see that the shutters are down and the door is open and there's two people in the office. So I just, you know, kind of wave to him, uh, text my girlfriend. I'm like, hey, are you, you know, you're, what time, what's your ETA, I guess is what those kids call it. What is your ETA? So um, uh, she says, oh, I'm five minutes away. So I'm, I stand there kind of leaning back into the office to say, uh, you know, hey to the people, kind of give them a heads up that we're showing up. And I see the woman who was in the office putting on her jacket which is never a good sign. Never a good sign, people. Um, she's putting on her jacket. The gentleman that's in there stands up um, and uh, goes to uh, put some keys on a, you know, on a, on a board up there. So I said, um, hey, you know, we have a reservation to pick up a car. Um, at which point the lady behind, the lady in the things just started screaming out, Allie, this will be an over. Absolute over. Um, the lady just screamed out, we close at five o'clock. Literally screamed at me that they close at five o'clock, which um, kind of hurt my feelings um, because at no point did she say, well, we're up. Oh, excuse me, sir. We're closed. So I begged, I said to this woman, oh, excuse me, please. Can you, um, you know, do you mind staying around? My, my girlfriend is literally like two minutes away in an Uber. Um, we've got a car. She looked at me and she said, is she a presidential gold club, blue diamond um, jackpot uh, uh, Excalibur member? I said, of course. Of course she is. I don't know. She might not be. Um, and at that point, this woman said, uh, where is she? How many minutes is she? At which point I said two. Keep in mind, I don't know that that was necessarily the truth. I believe my girlfriend said that she was five minutes away. But I said two just to fuck with the lady because I needed her to stay there. I can't help it, people. I had to lie to her. At which point this woman said, we're not waiting and then slammed the door in my face and went back into the office. I knocked on the door a few times. Um, she then turned to me and screamed. You could see she was screaming at me. It looked like this. I don't know what I did to piss this lady off. Um, at which point I then called my girlfriend to say, we have a problem. I do not believe we're going to be able to rent the car here. While I'm on the phone with the girlfriend, literally could not have been on the phone for more than a minute or two. The woman and the man in the office come out of the office, close the door. You could see the lights are off in the office. I said, excuse me, is there any way you can stay late? I even said, I will, I'll, 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 I'll give you a hundred dollars. Like that's how desperate I was. I said, I'll give you a hundred dollars. Now keep in mind, people, I didn't have a hundred dollars on me. Um, I was going to deal with that issue if she had said, okay, give me the hundred dollars. But, um, Literally, I was just like, I'll pay $100 if you stick around. And then she was like, no, no, 
Oh no, you uh, you we close at five, and she then she just storms off. Um, oh yes, we had the reservation in in um uh, that was made uh, at least two weeks in advance. Um, once again, the people at Hertz, terrible customer service. They could go fuck themselves. Hertz has never been the same since OJ stopped being their spokesperson. So I guess what you're saying, Mary, is that the um, uh, Hertz was a better company when OJ was their spokesperson. Um, I think we all know OJ did it, right? I mean, is it is there anybody? I wonder what person. I would love to speak to a person right now who thinks that OJ is innocent. There has to be. I know I've heard some conspiracy theories that um, OJ's son did it. Um, I don't remember his name. Um, we'll just call him Theodore. Um, Theodore Simpson. I know there are rumors that the son, because he had had some anger issues and he was actually um, arrested for something having to do with possession of some knives. So a lot of people are thinking that the son might have done it, but I'm pretty sure OJ did it. Mm. Terrible beer. Great Lakes, people. For those people who are interested in an Oktoberfest for the next few days, Great Lakes is a not a good, this is the worst of all um, Oktoberfest beers that I've had. Um, so then uh, here we go. Billy, how does a rental car place close at five? Don't people drive after five? Well, not only that, but you're looking at, oh yeah, he killed her. Um, well, you're also, this is the part that really is, is, is matting. Not only were they just openly rude and yelled at me, when I was clearly just trying to, you know, rent a car from them. But it was the fact of what type of car rental place closes at five. It's a major metropolitan area. You are minutes away from Manhattan. There are people that need to work. It is a Friday. It is, people are working till five o'clock. Why on earth would you close at five o'clock? That does not give any time for people to finish their work day and then travel to the Newport Mall parking lot to rent their car completely um, unjustified. Uh, and that is why I will never rent a car again from Hertz. Um, we are now going to close out Beef of the Week. That's right, people. We are at the 30-minute mark of this podcast. Um, this has been a great show so far. Um, what I like about it is that um, there's not Ron here to speed me along, to sit there and say your stories are going um, in a direction that uh, is starting to ramble. Um, Allie's going to make some comments. I believe she has already slid into that role of um, being the um, countdown police. Maybe it's probably possible Ron has asked her and said, hey, Allie, I'm going to be gone on Sunday. Can you please um, can you please make sure that Brian keeps the show going along? Um, oh, oh, I'm just warming up, Allie. We're, we, we're, we're, my record's an hour and 40. My, but just, and, and Billy can, Billy can attest to it. One hour 40. No, Janelle, we didn't get the car because they were closed. By the time my girlfriend showed up, the two people had already gotten in their cars and driven off. What we had to do was we called the Hertz because my girlfriend was indeed a signature gold platinum, uh, titanium level executive, um, jet packing, um, streamliner uh, 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 club member, um, we get, uh, apparently, we get a good deal. I love the fact that Ron is still commenting on the podcast. He's on vacation, people, um, and yet on his vacation, the one activity that he's doing on his first day of vacation, he's sitting there watching the show. Uh, love it, love it. Titanium taint. That's right, never forget, people, the time I had to miss the episode. 
because I had to have my titanium taint installed. So what we had to do was we took an Uber down to the nearest um, Hertz that did have a car available. You're going to say, where is that Hertz? Oh, I'll tell you people where that Hertz was. Newark Airport. That's right. On a Friday at 545, we are calling an Uber um, to go down to um, Newark Airport to pick up a... um, I don't even remember what kind of car we got. I was trying to, uh, I was going to say, I know we were trying for an electronic vehicle, but I'm going to tell you at six o'clock on a Friday, when you have like a four or five hour drive ahead of you, um, it's kind of rough. You'll take anything at that point. So what we did do was um, we, uh, we, we stepped up our game. We jumped into a car at Newark airport and we drove, we got up to Boston. I think it was around one o'clock. We did stop off at a uh, rest stop for some, uh, uh, I think we got Shake Shack for dinner, which is pretty disgusting. All right, here's a rant for all those people who who are wondering, what happened to the quality of American food? Um, I remember when Shake Shack first kind of hit the New York area. Um, It was considered elite. I remember the line at the Shake Shack in, um, uh, what was that park on 42nd? Madison Park, Madison Park on 5th and 23rd, there was a line throughout the park for people to eat um, uh, uh, um, pressed burgers on uh, on a potato roll with some uh, 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 McDonald's uh, Big Mac sauce. That's right, overrated. So what we did was, so so at the rest stop, we stopped off at Shake Shack and it was, fu- it was completely salty. It was practically unedible. The, the fries were drenched in salt. It was almost just like I took my tongue, lifted Ron's balls, and just licked up a little bit. And it was just, it was like a salt lick. It literally was just like a solid piece of, um, it was just, just like a solid piece of salt. Uh, it was inedible. Um, American food. I remember like nowadays, um, like if you just list the places, we'll talk about it later in, in the bit where we're going to talk about first dates that we don't go to. Um, uh, uh, I remember Applebee's used to be a solid front, you know, Saturday night option. I'm not talking about fancy. I'm not saying you're going to take, you know, your, uh, uh, your partner's parents to impress them, but you could go get a, 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 you know, a legit burger at an Applebee's Chili's Chili's was always cool. I remember I, I used to really dig Ruby Tuesdays. Was it Ruby Tuesdays? The one that had the, um, salad bar, you could go to the salad and then you could wait for your plate. I think I like the Ruby Tuesday. That's all. They're all trash now. Um, I took the lady recently to an outback because she had never been to an outback before. One of the joys of dating somebody who's from another country is that you really get to see your experience from uh, from from uh, from new eyes. She said, oh, I've never been to an outback before. So I was like, well, I'll take you an outback. Come on, we can do an outback. Um, literally just sat there. was like, this is an outback. This I don't understand. Uh, the, the We got a steak. Awful. Um, just, it was just covered in salt, covered in pepper. Um, I didn't get a, uh, steak au pauvre as Ron does. Cause he's a fancy little biatch. Um, but it was just like everything that used to be like middle-class fancy, the Applebee's, the chilies, the olive gardens, um, everything just, it, it, it's all, it, they're all places that have just become shit. Um, they're the kind of places where I think high school kids would go to impress each other. Um, and it's kind of sad because I feel like we used to have um, moderately priced food options in this country where you could still get some quality. Now they're all, oh, you know, oh you're goddamn right, Jojo. We got her a blooming onion. 
Um, the first one that she ripped off and dipped into the sauce and ate was just like she, I think she said it was interesting. Did a second one literally within like three minutes or so. She was just like, okay, I'm done and pushed it across. That's right. We're doing 3D effects here, people. Um, Outback sucks. Um, uh, Red Lobster. I haven't been to a Red Lobster in a while. So, um, eventually, I will have to go to one, and I do not think it's going to be good. Um, so that's a shame. That is a damn shame. That's my beef of the week, people. I think we clocked in in around 10 minutes or so. Um, apparently, hold on. Uh, William wants an invite. I, only Billy would want an invite to, to, to garbage places. Come on, William. We can do better than that. Um, there you go. There are decent Jersey middle-class places. We are going to find out what they are. Apparently, they're awful. Oh, and Olive Garden. Ian Higgins. Come on, buddy. Higgy, you can't like the Olive Garden. Though, here's a funny story. A couple weeks ago, no, a couple months ago, um, I was at work. We were talking to some people, and we were just trashing Olive Garden. Um, you know, and the thing about Olive Garden is the fact that, um, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's considered Italian food. Um, uh, if your food is going to come in a plastic bag out of the freezer and be put into a microwave, that's what they consider Italian food. Um, however, um, you get, you get somebody who's from New York or where they actually have an Italian restaurant and you'll realize just how much garbage it is. So a bunch of us in the office were sitting there, um, trashing the Olive Garden, talking about, um, uh, just how terrible it is. Um, I had a recent experience where we went there as a goof. And um, yeah, exactly. Italian food. Right. Question mark. Um, so I decided to order a, uh, a glass of red wine. So, um, you know, the, the, the waiter was probably about 17 or so. Um, I just felt like being a dick because I could. So I just said to him, I said, uh, the house red. Um, is that a Cabernet or is that a Pinot Noir? And he looked at me like I had just said something just was was just in a completely different language. And he looked at me and he just said to me, it, it, it comes in a box, which I knew. I knew it came in a box. Why? Because I've been to one before and I got the box wine. And not all box wine is terrible, people. You can do decent on a box wine, but you got to know what you're getting. Um, so I got the, so I said, oh, I'll have a glass of, of uh, your house red. And he said to me, do you want a half glass or do you want a whole glass? Thinking to myself, you know, it's, one o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday. Yeah, I'm going to have the whole glass. Now, I said I'll have a whole glass. Now, I'm thinking when you go to a fancy place, you get like a fucking goblet and a half of a glass because you want the wine to breathe. And then they pour you like this small amount of wine because they want, you know, to um, to make money. So I said, oh, I'll have the whole glass. It's, it's going to be good. <clears throat> this kid came out with a wine glass that was about yay tall, filled to the fucking rim. I lost my shit. There is absolutely no self-respecting Italian restaurant that is going to serve you um, a, a full glass of red wine filled to the top. The rest of the food, just it's all salt. It's all butter. Um, it's completely unhealthy. It's just going to, um, it's just not, it's going to kill us all. I mean, then you wonder, I mean, let's face it. I mean, I, I'm going to say, uh, to admit um, that Ron and I have not done a very good job of promoting this podcast in the, in, you know, the middle America. You know, we are very much, you know, if you look at the demographics of the, um, of the listeners of this show, we are very much, you know, uh, coastal 
you know, audience. Um, people on the East Coast love us. People on the West Coast love us. Nebraska, the Oklahomas, the Montanas, um, you know, the Ohio's, the Wisconsin. I love Ron not being here to cut me off. God damn, this feels good. Um, so um, it's just garbage food. It's absolutely garbage food. But one of the things that we like to do here, um, good times, great salad, Olive Garden. That's what they say. Not true. Not true at all. I think, should we hit some of the stories that we have? I feel like I've got like 15 stories to talk about. And what are we going to do? All right. I think there's only one story we're going to start off with. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, we have lost the first member of the Friends cast. Um, over uh, uh, over the weekend, uh, news reports from California came out that Matthew Perry, um, who played the famous character Chandler Bing. Don't tell me I don't know my friends. Um, uh, he passed away at his home uh, yesterday, which would have been Saturday afternoon. Apparently he was in his jacuzzi and um, drowned in his jacuzzi. Now, I don't know about many jacuzzis here, and I'm certainly not going to start any conspiracy theories, but um, I've been in jacuzzis and it takes a lot to drown. Um, he was probably, I mean, you got to be unconscious to slide down into a jacuzzi and drown. Um, terrible way to die. I would imagine, um, dying in your jacuzzi at home, scratch that on, hold on. Let me, let me think about that a little bit more. And I'm going to say, I think that's a, that's a terrific way to die. Um, you're, you're in your jacuzzi, you're looking out in the, um, uh, Los Angeles mountains, you're looking at the city, um, and then uh, you close your eyes and it's gone. Yeah, that's yeah. Hold on, Janelle. This is not the same. You cannot compare Whitney Houston dying, uh, you know, sinking into a drug induced um, uh, uh, bathtub uh, while she is preparing to uh, perform a song at the um, what was it? The uh, was it the Beverly's the, the Hilton? Wasn't it the Beverly Hills Hilton that she died while she was supposed to be doing a pre Grammy uh, song? And I remember from what I read, she had been working in uh, the rehearsals that day and just sounded God awful. So we are going to say that Whitney Houston did not have a very good death. Um, and I even remember, weren't there photos that were taken of her hotel room after she passed away? And you could just see everywhere um, that there was drug paraphernalia all over the place, which I think was just kind of sad and sketchy. Um, but I remember there was pills, there was booze, um, and um, and and that was just uh, it's a sad way to go. Matthew Perry, on the other hand, I'm going to I'm going to rethink my strategy. I started off this show. I was going to say Matthew Perry died tragically. But closing your eyes in your hot tub, sliding down and just passing off this mortal coil. I could think of a lot worse ways to go. Um, poor guy, Matthew Perry. Um, a lot of people were um, just devastated by it. I think he was only 54 according to um, the New York Times. He apparently had been struggling with drugs and alcohol for most of his adult life. Um, I know for a fact that he had um, uh, just recently, probably within the past 12 months, um, he had uh, uh, written a memoir and released it, which was somewhat controversial, if I remember correctly. I think he made some kind of comments about um, wanting some people to die or regretting that people had died and wished that it was someone else. Um, it was just a, a, a terrible way to go. Um, 
you know, uh, not the um, way he actually died, but writing a bitter, um, uh, a bitter memoir right before, um, you know, you had a chance to just go quietly. I'm trying to think whether it would make sense for me to write a memoir. I'm not really sure I have that. You know, I think my words here are just kind of rambling. And um, Ali, you can you can confirm that on the side. Um, however, I think that um, my uh, my talent really lies here in a live format. Not really sure I meant to write a memoir, but he wrote a memoir. He made some money. I think I downloaded illegally. Never got around to reading it. Um, and I'm going to say this to you. I absolutely am not going to read it. Um, apparently, uh, Mary Elizabeth says he had a serious addiction to pills. Um, and can we point out that Keith Morrison is his stepdad? And will he narrate Matthew's 48-hour episode? Oh, Keith Morrison. Why did I immediately think of Keith Moon when you said that that was his stepdad? Keith Morrison is the guy who does uh, 48 hours. Looks like the death, like the Crip Creeper, um, who is alive. Um, people all over the internet from social media this past weekend were, um, everybody it seemed were taught, were just shocked that um, uh, Matthew Perry had died. Um, listen, he had publicly struggled with drinking and drug use decades, um, public uh, hospitalizations, whatnot. I didn't think it was that shocking that he died. Um, but I will say, you know, when you look at what he had accomplished, um, oh, that was the thing. In his memoir, I remember the big thing he said was that there are entire seasons of Friends that he has no memory of having done. And if that was just the idea of the extent of the drug and alcohol problems that he had, that he was existing for years where he basically was operating on blackout. Um, wow. You know, I hope he, had, I, I, I hope that he um, uh, died clean and his, job, his body just gave out. We'll never know. But Friends ran for 10 years, people, from 1994 to 2004. So when Mohama Atta ran American Airlines 11 into the North Tower, um, little did he know at the time that there were still three more full seasons of Friends that he was not going to get to see. Um, kind of wonder if maybe that is why Muhammad Atta signed up to be a suicide a bomber. He wasn't really a bomb. I guess you consider the airplane a bomb on 9-11 for Al-Qaeda was, you know, maybe he felt that that show should have ended after season six. And when he saw that they announced season seven in 2001, I wonder if Muhammad Atta said, OK, that's it. Can't do this anymore, people. I can't. Um, this is just too much. This is too much for me. Uh, Chandler must go. Hold on. I'm going to bring back the photo and see if I can name the six six people. Okay, there's six characters here. I don't believe I watched more than five minutes of any episode of Friends. Um, I know that Lisa Kudrow is on the right. I know her character name was Phoebe. I know the guy next to her, his first name is Matt. Uh, by the way, don't no, no spoilers here. Oh, by the way, people, for those who are listening to the audio format of this, I've got a photo of the cast of Friends on the screen. So we're going to we're going to try to, you know, you can't replace you can never replace Ron visually um, audio wise. You can replace him. Um, but we're going. So um, I want to say Matt Bianco, but I don't believe that's his name. Matt LeBlanc. Fuck you, people. That is Matt LeBlanc. And I don't know the character that he named. I want to say his name was Tony, but I don't believe that was 
um, his name, Matt LeBlanc on Friends. Next to him was Courtney Cox. Um, and she was, uh, I also don't know. I know then you got David Schwimmer, who was Ross. I know that. Apparently, at some point in the show, he got a monkey because that was going to save the ratings. Just see, this is where American, it just gets so fucking bad. Um, you know, just the, the very idea that a sitcom cannot sit there and say um, that we've run out of ideas and we're just going to kind of move on as a um, as an entertainment company. That They're going to sit there that the fucking idiots in Hollywood are going to sit there and say, hey, you know what, friends, we've we, we, we've exhausted all. The, excuse me, we have not exhausted all the ideas. Let's get a fucking monkey. And let's get a monkey on this goddamn show. And then we're going to have some episodes that revolve around the monkey. So David Schwimmer played Ross. We know that. Um, Then um, also moving right to left, because we are all um, following the Hebrew reading method of going right to left. You've got Jennifer Aniston. I believe she played Rachel. Hold on. Allie's going to say jumps in that the monkey was in the very beginning of season one. Didn't know. Didn't know. Had no idea. I thought the monkey was was added on in season five. Um, we know that uh, Matthew Perry starred as Chandler Bing. Ironically, people, Matthew Perry was not related to Luke Perry, who passed away also recently um, of a unrelated uh, disease. So if your last name is Perry and you are in the entertainment industry, I'm going to say go to the doctor, get yourself checked out. Um, what are the other famous Perrys that there's, there's uh, Lee, was it Lee Scott Perry, the famous uh, dub musician. Um, there's a wrestler Perry, Jack Perry, I believe his name is uh, William Ken. Um, so, but uh, what was, um, I don't know, Matt LeBlanc's character. I, I'm, I'm drawing a complete blank on that. Um, also, um, yeah, I think, yeah, Luke Perry did die recently. I'm going to say within the past two years or so. Perry Cuomo. Yes, Perry Cuomo died. Um, tragic, tragic. I mean, one of the things, you know, you you um, getting back to Perry Cuomo, because I think we need to discuss it. Um, when you have um, a addiction to um, taking uh, opioids um, and then climbing into the closet, similar to what I have done here, um, taking your pants down, um, masturbating furiously while you are um, stretching a belt around your neck like Perry Cuomo did. Um, you know, it is a dangerous game. You're playing with fire here, people. Um, it's not a game that, you, that, that you're going to play well. Um, you got to be careful. Oxygen flow is incredibly important to the human body. Um, you know, you hate to see Perry Cuomo went, you know, he went the same way that Keith Carradine went. Um, uh, you, you know, and also, uh, Michael Hutchins from in excess also died in the closet while he was, um, uh, hanging himself with his penis in his hand. Um, I would have to say that of all, here we go. Lee Scotch Perry. Damn right. I knew I was right. Um, oh, oh yeah. Oh, what's who do, Steve Perry, not from journey. Not anymore. Now they got a, uh, a gentleman from the Philippines who apparently sings better and is less of a hassle when it comes to um, splitting the royalties. Um, speaking of royalties, these kids and friends made so much fucking money. Um, I call them kids because 
that's what they were. I think they were easily all, I think at one point they were clearing $1 million an episode, um, which is absolutely um, insane to me to be making a million dollars a week. Um, there was Ross, Rachel, Chandler, Phoebe. I don't know the other two. Um, if you want to give it away right now, who was Matt LeBlanc's character and who was Courtney Cox? We all know Courtney Cox was in the Scream movies, um, but at this point, I couldn't name the other two characters on that show. I never watched an episode. I hope my girlfriend gets home soon so she can get me a better beer because this thing is fucking disgusting. Um, Joey and Monica. Damn, thank you very much. Joey and Monica. Chris Saletti has joined the crowd and says Cox because that's what he likes to talk about. Um, speaking of Chris Saletti, um, he has been he's got some famous stories. If you ever meet Mr. Junkyard Chris Saletti, um, ask him to tell you his story about taking an airplane um, that was um, paid for by the federal government. It's a great story. Um, but that's not the only story that we have this week to talk about um, involving airplanes. Um, there, ladies and gentlemen, is this week's um, uh, uh, regret of the week. You're looking at a photo of Joseph Emerson. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with this story. However, um, Joseph Emerson, he is a pilot for, um, I forgot what airline he is a pilot for, but earlier this week, um, he was flying on what is referred to as the jump seat in the cockpit of an Alaskan airlines flight that was taking off from, um, San Francisco. It was going between Everett, Washington and San Francisco. First off people, if you ever find yourself in Everett, Washington, get the fuck out and get on a plane that's going to San Francisco because that um, is, you know, and San Francisco has been having its problems lately, but nothing as bad as Everett, Washington. Um, it's a dangerous town, people. It's a dangerous game to play. Um, okay. All joking aside. Um, so Joseph, Joseph Emerson, now apparently in the, in, in the industry airline, that is, it is normal for a pilot or a member of a flight crew to fly for free in the cockpit of other airlines um, flights. Uh, why they let you into the cockpit, especially in a post 9-11 world, we will not know. So earlier this week, Joseph Emerson, who's 44, he was an off-duty commercial airline pilot, um, gets into the, 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 the jump seat sits down, puts his little seatbelt on, uh, the pilot, the co-pilot sit there, turn around. They're like, Hey buddy, are we going to have a good flight today? He looks at them and goes, Neato captain. Um, I, I believe it was captain under was, um, was flying that plane. I believe that it was, um, uh, Roger under who was the co-pilot. Um, and, uh, it was the, uh, Chief engineer on that flight was uh, Mickey Dunn, uh, for those people who remember Airplane. Um, so, Joe, well, you can see this guy's not looking happy. Um, that is a sad look on his face. So what, what did he do? So this guy decides in the middle of the fucking flight to stand up, lean over, 
and try to shut off the power to one of the engines on the plane. Um, there were 80, a total of 83 people on board that flight. When he decides to stand up and starts shutting off the um, the engines on that plane. Quite ironically, Joseph Emerson was um, described as the consummate professional when he was a member of the NRI Flying Club, where he was actually an authorized instructor, and he had actually served in the club as the safety officer where he promoted a culture of safety and continuous training. One of the things apparently that he was training people in is how to shut the fuck a, a, a fucking air, airplane um, engine off mid-flight. Um, well, thankfully, the two pilots were able to subdue him, pull him off to the side, um, hopefully beat the living shit out of him. They were able to drag him to the back of the plane where he was restrained for the remaining. The plane had to make an emergency landing. Um, a lot of people after the flight were like, Joe, Joe, what the fuck were you doing? Uh, apparently Joe, uh, Joseph, we'll call him Joseph, 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 um, sat there and said, listen, um, I was under the influence of some psychedelic mushrooms, which I had taken 48 hours before the flight. Um, I thought that I was in good enough shape to take the flight, the the, the, the flight, uh, um, but uh, apparently I wasn't. I was still hallucinating, and um, I thought that if we uh, shut off the power that we would be fine. So Joseph Emerson, um, he is um, going to be the Ron and Brian podcast pilot of the week because it is very important that we know exactly who to fly. I wonder what um, the, what on earth, earth i mean first off he's this guy's never going to fly again i imagine he's lost his license and will never be um allowed in a cockpit of a plane ever again um however i mean he's gonna i mean i imagine he's gonna do some jail time i really do i mean obviously he's not um you know this is not going to be considered a terrible crime they're going to um they're going to uh give him a slight uh, probably a slap on the wrist maybe some mental health um examinations um, but ultimately I think you are looking at, um, somebody who's probably going to be living with a lot of regrets and speaking of, with, of, of a lot of regrets, people, we are going to move on to our next story, which is part of our, um, ongoing bit called the, but the drag Queens are the problem for those people who are, are, uh, who are not familiar with the story, um, of um, but the drag queens are the problem. Listen, we all know that we are um, entering a election time. We know that next year is a the presidential election, and we know that the Republicans, the conservatives, are all um, looking for hot button issues that they can sit there and point to and say, "Listen, this is where we can get votes. This is where we are going to convince people to vote for us and our agenda." One of the ways that they have um, uh, targeted their audience over the past year is by pointing to drag queens who want to go to schools and read books to children. And apparently um, this has um, got the uh, the right side of the political spectrum up in arms because we are, um, uh, you know, we need to protect our children um, from drag queens more than anything else in this world. However, um, you know, it seems that that 
is not necessarily in line with the um, empirical evidence that you will see if you read the New York Post, because the New York Post has a lot of stories of children, um, minors, who are um, being, um, you know, uh, uh, how do I put this politely, who are um, uh, being put into positions of um, uncomfortableness, not by drag queens, but by people in other professions. So ladies and gentlemen, you currently are looking at a photo of 24-year-old Ricky Lynn Lawlin. Um, she is a teacher at St. James High School in Phelps County, Missouri. And she was just recently charged with multiple crimes um, after police arrested her, saying that she exchanged illicit photos and videos with a student. She was charged with six crimes involving furnishing pornographic material to a minor and attempted statutory rape for her alleged behavior with this student. According to the probable cause statement, <coughs> that's right, people, I do cough. I'm not, I'm no better than anyone else. According to the statement, Ricky Lynn Laughlin um, apparently um, uh, sent uh, multiple photos to a student of hers through Snapchat where she had reached out to them. Um, the victim, the 16-year-old boy, said that the conversations quickly escalated to the point where Laughlin was sending him nude photos and videos of herself. She also requested that the student send her nude photos of himself on more than two occasions. Um, the victim also said Laughlin um, tried to solicit sex from the victim. Um, apparently, he felt uncomfortable, told his parents. His parents went to the police officers. And um, despite initially denying the attempted relationship and friendship that she had with the boy over Snapchat, she did um, uh, say that she didn't know that the uh, student was a minor until um, after the day that she was arrested. So she is currently out on bond of $100,000 and her actual charges. This is not pretty people. This is something Ron would be charged with promoting obscenity, furnishing pornographic material to a minor, second degree attempted statutory rape, tampering with a witness, tampering with physical evidence and possession of child sexual assault materials. Whoo, that's a lot of words. So I think what we, oh yeah, that's 24. Janelle's like, that's a hard 24. Yeah, that's going to be bad. Um, that's going to be pretty rough. You know, Janelle, you can trash the New York Post all you want. Um, and it pretty much is trash. That's, we're, we're not going to deny that one. But what we are going to say is that you do get a very wide breadth of entertainment stories that you're not going to see elsewhere. New York Post really does make sure that we are going to, um, we're going to get some doozies, I believe is the right phrase. Um, and what do you do when you get a doozy? When you get a doozy, um, it's going to be kind of, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun stuff. So what do we have here? We're going to take this down. Boom. All right. Let Moving on. That's it. We've already hit an hour, people. I've only done uh, three stories. Oh, no, no. I'm up to one, two. I'm only done three stories. I got like 15. We may be here for another hour. This could be a record. Um, here we have moving on. 
Um, this story really started to really perturb me. I'm not going to spend too much onto this. Apparently, Saletti feels that doozies is not something that I should say. But speaking of doozies, um, the federal court system is just out of fucking control. Colorado um, recently, uh, this past week, a U.S. district court judge in Colorado blocked a law that would have banned an abortion reversal pill in the state of Colorado, siding instead with a Catholic medical clinic that wants to keep offering the pills despite the very important fact that they are not real and do not work. In April, Colorado Democrats passed a bill um, that would have made offering abortion pill reversals um, illegal and labeled them unprofessional conduct for medical professionals. Um, however, the um, Catholic Church um, uh, heavily funded a medical clinic that was sponsored by the um, Catholic Medical Church and um, are currently allowed to go on and um, literally give out pills to women who have um, recently had abortions, telling them that it's not too late for them to reverse their abortion that they had, claiming that abortions are reversible. Okay. Um, and the federal government, the federal court has sat there and said, no, they have a right to do this. Um, one of the things I really despise about America, it's not a lot, but it's really, it's not America that I despise. It is the fact that the, um, the church has so much power in this country and the government is so, um, absolutely, um, in the pocket of the church that um, we will bend over backwards to make sure that the church is not offended. Um, meanwhile, we are endangering the lives of UF citizens. Yes, absolutely. Words that I would um, second um, here, Janelle, right off the bat, she also seconds it. But to sit there and say, listen, we are going to um, ignore science. We are going to ignore medical evidence. We are going to sit there and say that if the Catholic Church wants to fund a medical clinic, medical clinic, we're going to use that in quotes, and then we're going to have them go around telling women that if you had an abortion recently, you can come to this clinic, take a pill, and your baby's going to come back to life. They're going to somehow take the um, fetus that is sitting in a bag in a dumpster behind the abortion clinic, and somehow this pill is going to cause that baby to basically um, exit that bag, go back into your uterus, attached to your uterine lining, and is going to um, gestate for nine months to become um, a baby. And somehow we are going to allow that this type of um, uh, uh, material is going to be spread, um, not just physically, but people are going to believe this eventually. People are going to be like, no, no, you can um uh, reverse abortions because there's a clinic downtown in Boulder where they're giving me a pill that you can do so. Absolutely nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Um, and the federal government is going to be like, well, listen, a church is saying we well, can do this. So what are you going to You can't do anything. You got to keep the church happy. Um, speaking of keeping people happy, we all know, you know, some of us are a very familiar with the website um, seeking arrangements. Um, however, not always does that arrangement work out well. Ladies and gentlemen, you are looking at a photo of Haley McNally, who is 27. Nope, not 24, 
I know a lot of people thought that she was 24. Janelle's looking at her. She's like, she's 24. No, Haley is 27 years old. Um, recently met a man on the website seating arrangements um, who was in his 50s. Um, and they agreed that she was going to um, travel to Las Vegas with he and his friends um, in exchange for, I believe it was $2,500 for the weekend. They were going to be staying at Caesars Palace. From what I'm told, not as nice as it used to be. Um, used to go to Vegas a lot. Have You know, not really. Went, but went there for my 50th birthday. Would love to go again. Anyway, so Haley, Haley meets this guy in Seeking Arrangements, sits there and says, listen, I'll be your sugar baby for the weekend. Give me 2,500 bucks. Let's go to Vegas. Apparently, he had bought tickets for he and his friends to go see the band U2 with the Sphere. If you've been to the Sphere yet, people, leave a comment. Let's talk about it. Uh, apparently, it's uh, you know an insane venue to see a concert. Um, so uh, she gets there. Uh, they spend some time. Uh, in Caesar's palace, they go up to up to his room where she sees that he starts to put um, hold on a second because they list it in the story. They see that he has put um, eleven thousand seven hundred dollars in cash as well as fifty two hundred dollars in casino chips. He has put this amount in his um, hotel room safe. Um, what she says, um, right as they're about to go to the concert is, Hey, is it all right? If I leave my purse in the safe, I don't really trust the staff at Caesars feel a lot better if it's safe. Um, he says, sure, not a problem. This is where you're going to say he fucked up. And I agree with you. He gives her the code to his room safe rather than, um, Rather than saying to her, okay, give me the purse. I'll put it in myself. So what happens is he gives her the code to the safe. She puts her purse. They go to see you too. He's rocking out. Maybe it was the song one that drove her away. Maybe it was um, one of their other songs. Who's going to run your wild horses? I did like Akatung Baby. I really enjoyed that album. It was one before that, Joshua Tree. I thought those were two very good albums for that band. Apparently, Allie doesn't like my singing. Oof. So during the concert, while U2 was on, Haley says to the dude, listen, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go to the concession stand. I'll be right back. She doesn't come right back. No, 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 no. What does Haley do? Haley f gets as far out of the sphere as fast as possible, hightails it over to Caesars, gets back to their hotel room. She's captured on video camera this whole fucking time. I mean, I don't know what she's thinking that um, somehow you're going to steal money out of a, uh, a a room in Caesars and not be caught on video. So she um, gets back to the hotel room, clears out the safe, and um, absolutely runs out. Hold up. Rattle and Hum, another good one. I think Rattle and Hum was two albums before. Maybe I'm wrong. Octung Baby did enjoy that. Um, so she uh, uh, leaves. Um, he gets back to his hotel room because his date basically bailed on him mid U2. Um, gets back to his hotel, sees that the safe is open and empty, immediately calls Caesar's security. They look at the videotapes. They call the police. The police immediately track her down to her apartment where 
the money and the casino chips are found. Haley is going to jail where I believe she's in jail right now and instantly regretting the fact that this is something that one does not do. One does not go to Vegas and steal fucking money. Um, you know, I think we all watched the movie Ocean's Eleven and we all sat there and said to ourselves, hey, listen, um, we can make it. We can do it. Um, unfortunately, I don't believe um, that that's something you can do. That's, you know, just because Brad Pitt and George Clooney were able to um, to take something out and, and, and walk out with it, I don't think that that's a great idea. I don't believe that you are going to, um, you're not going to make a lot of money doing it that way. You're just not. It's not going to happen. So I'm going to say, whatever happens here, do not think that you're going to go to, um, you're not going to go to Vegas and you're not going to steal stuff um, from the casinos because they're going to get you. They're gonna get you. They're gonna get you. And it's going to be brutal. It is going to be brutal. Um, anywho, so what we are going to do is we are going to say that when we do go to Vegas, what, what are you going to do, people? What are we listening to? We are not going to steal from our sugar daddies. Somebody wants to pay you $2,500 for you to go to Las Vegas, and they're going to pay for your ticket to go see you too, what do you do? Well, Crystalite knows what you do. You do a hand job. You don't sit there and have sex with the guy because you know what? Your body, that's fine. Just a little rub and tug. I think it's okay. I don't I think that Jesus would be okay if you exchange a hand job for a ticket to go see you too at the sphere. I think you know a lot of people are doing a lot worse to go see you too at the sphere. Um, also heard good things. It's a good show, it's a fun show from what I heard. Um but speaking of fun, um, not all stories end in fun. And we're going to bring up a, 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 a picture of a beer that I recently had. Sing Tao beer. Um, it is a Chinese beer. It is uh, coincidentally, uh, I had several of them um, when I was in London recently. We mentioned it earlier. Um, for those people who are keeping track, we're at the 73 minute mark. Ron struggled at 58. Um he can argue he did a tight 58, but I'm at 74. Um, then it just keeps going. And we're not even we're not done yet, people. Anyway, if you've drank a Sing Tao beer lately, um, you may want to sit there and ask yourself, did this taste a little funny? I know myself, I've probably had about 10 of them over uh the weekend a couple weeks ago. Unfortunately, recently in their factory over in China, they had a slight little issue. Um, one of their employees was videotaped um, urinating into um, a uh, into some of the raw ingredients for the beer. Um, uh, apparently, um, they got full video of this. We're not going to show the video. Okay, I'm just going to show you a still from the video. You can't see anything here. It's not inappropriate. YouTube, do not shut us down. Um, apparently, this employee, um, he was caught on video. Um, he's wearing his uniform. He's got his hard hat on. Um, and he's basically walking up, uh, opening his pants, relieving himself. This happened at the Singtao Brewery number three. 
you may want to make sure stay clear of that for a couple of weeks. This was their um, uh, factory in Pingdu, which is um, uh, a, a big uh, manufacturing city in China, from what I am told. Um, and uh, it's just very, um, I mean, come on, people. If you're going to pee in my beer, you better make sure that it's Bud Light that we're drinking here because that beer tastes like, like just like total pee. as he wets his beak with a little water. But now we get to the story that I was really looking forward to. Oh, Chris Letty, always bringing the, um, the standards of the podcast, more letting people know that when he is in the restroom, takes out his phone, we all know just exactly what he is watching. Um, <clears throat> let's take this down. We are going to move, keep, keep, we're moving forward, people. We may have hit the 76 mark. Um, on the show, but it's very important that we keep it going. Um, we are going to move on to the next story. There was a viral story that was all over TikTok. It started off with one woman complaining about um, a male suitor who had taken her on a first date or actually attempted to take her on a first date, and she was not having it. Um, other women chat, uh, uh, duetted her video. They chimed on. They stitched it whatever the kids are calling it nowadays, but it was other women sitting there um, listing places that they would never go on a first date. And um, it really struck a nerve of the internet this past weekend on social media. People were really chiming in. Um, some people were sitting there saying, hey, if a man reaches out to you and is showing interest um, and says, this is where he wants to take you, um, you know, you should be open-minded if you, you know, this, if, if you find the man um, uh, uh, attractive and personality-wise, you want to spend time, it's not important where you go. However, some of these places on this list I don't think are that outrageous. Um, let's get rid of this banner so we can see the screen a little bit better. Hold on. Let's take this down. Ron would have already had it down, but you know what? Ron's not here. So we're going to take it down. All right. These are a list of places that women on the Internet um, this week said that they would not go to on a first date. And, you know, we mentioned it earlier, moderate, um, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're talking moderate um, American um, uh, restaurants. You're talking the Cheesecake Factory. You're talking Applebee's, Chili's. Um, they list a Chipotle, Olive Garden. I'm going to be honest with you. Numbers one through five, I am absolutely in agreement with. Um you know, it, it also depends, I think, on age. I think if you're in high school and you're in college and someone says, hey, I want to take you out on a first date, well, you know, do you want to go to the local Chili's? I don't think this is so outrageous. I don't think that this is a complete deal breaker. If you're a professional woman in your 30s or 40s and someone says, hey, listen, um, <clears throat> I don't know if you recognize me, um, but uh, we go to the same, uh, you know, church. Um I think, you know, um, you, you've grabbed my eye. I would like to spend some more time with you. Would you like to go to Chipotle with me? Bad first date idea. But some of these, I think, you know, movies, I think the movies are a terrible idea for a first date because it basically says, hey, let's speak for a couple minutes and then sit in silence for the next hour and 40 minutes. Um, bad idea. Your house, my house or your house? We don't know. Any fast food chain. McDonald's, Burger King, uh, definitely that's a no. Buffalo Wild Wings. 
Huh? What's wrong with that? Uh, no, I would not go to a Buffalo Wild Wings on a first date. I think Wingstop, I think that also really should be a part of any fast food chain. Red Lobster, a Buffet, IHOP, Denny's. It really seems like there is a theme here of restaurants. What are restaurants? Like people not wanting to go to restaurants for first dates. Um, Saletti here chimes in with, what about um, our date at a Waffle House? That wasn't actually our first date, Christopher. Um, you and I have had previous dates before. Um, the gym. I actually am not so sure about that. I think that if, you know, two people have uh, or you know, that is their thing. I think a, a joint workout, that's not actually not a bad idea. Church. If you're a church going person, I don't think there's anything wrong with that as a first date. Um, you know, sit next to each other, uh, read some hymns, sing some uh, 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 Bible quotes, do your thing. Starbucks coffee dates. I actually think a coffee date's not a bad at first idea. I'm having a conversation with somebody earlier today where they sat there and said that it's okay if the woman, if the woman suggests that a the first date is a is a coffee date, but it is a terrible idea if the man suggests a coffee date is the first date. I have an issue with that. I think that's a, a, a double standard. Um, which I am not so uh, happy with. I think that it's, you know, if you are looking at um, a male, a female who are both sitting there saying, um, you know, uh, you know, we want to meet, we want to meet in a low key kind of environment, um, then it's, it's kind of okay to start off with a coffee date. Um, then what do we have here? Uh, ice cream dates. Maybe if you're a little bit younger, um, family functions, absolutely uh, no extended family beyond you and the person. Um, then you've got a movie night. Come over to my house. We already had your house, Netflix, Hulu, whatever. That doesn't count. Somewhere that requires a long drive. Relative comment. What defines a long drive? Bowling. I think that bowling is a terrible idea, um, especially if you live in, I believe it's Lewiston or Lewistown. Um, no, Lewiston, Maine. If you are in Lewiston, Maine, and someone says to you, hey, let's go on a bowling date, um, I believe that that's a terrible idea. And you should say absolutely no to that. Um, and why do you say that that's going to be a terrible idea? Um, uh, because they, you may get shot. Um, then I would say that um, on the list, we, we have nightclubs. I think that's a perfectly decent first date. Hookah bar, if people are into hookah, some people are. Um, I don't see anything wrong with that. A bar just for drinks. I'm not sure about that. Waffle House, coming in at number 27. Listen, we talked about it before, Waffle House. Billy says it's too long since you've been to a Waffle House. Just travel outside of New Jersey. They got Waffle Houses everywhere. Janelle hasn't been to a Waffle House in a while. And Chris Saletti, where does he want to go? Piss porn fetish. Okay, that's his thing. Um, last but not least is sporting events. I would say that a sporting event is a bad idea for a first date. I think any kind of activity where you are looking for um, a, a, a combined uh, attention at a third party, a third item, movies, sporting events, uh, circuses, 
um, orgies, things like that. It's a terrible first date idea. I think on a good first date idea is let's say roller skating. Here we have ideas. So I think roller skating is a good first date activity. Right now, I would say, yes, I know roller skating is taking on a, um, a, a third wind. I know it's coming back. I know the kids are getting into it. Um, you know, uh, a lot better than rollerblading because it's easier to balance. Um, but I think if you're, you can hold hands, there's a little physical activity. Um, you can see if somebody is going to, you know, when somebody falls, do they stop, drop and roll or do they land on their elbow first, shattering their humorous bone in half, requiring them to, um, basically live in a cast for the next four months. I mean, those, that's the kind of behavior you want to find out on a first date. Um, apparently there is a list that's floating around the internet of, um, places that women want to go on a first date. Um, I did not come across that as, um, very easily this week, so I did not pull it down, but I definitely will tell you, um, that, uh, um, a life of agony concert or a spoiler NYC concert. I think that's a great idea for a first date. So if you're sitting there and you see life of agony coming to your town, or you're looking through the local um, uh, music uh, newspaper and you see Spoiler NYC playing in your area, I would say reach out to everybody of the opposite sex or same sex, depending on what your um, preference is. And I think you should say, hey, listen, you know, we've never gone on a date before, but I believe this is a great idea for a first date. Not saying, you know, any pressure or anything, people, but I think it's a good idea. Um, what else do we have coming up? Okay. You know, um, the Ritz Carlton is really considered one of the elite, um, places where people are going to, um, where people go. It is one of the more expensive hotel chains recently, unfortunately, a woman staying at a Ritz Carlton outside of San Francisco. Um, she was there to celebrate her birthday with some friends, um, and um, had a rather unfortunate incident. Um, basically, um, she says that a staffer at the luxury hotel ejaculated his semen into a Ritz-Carlton labeled body bottled water um, and served it to her, according to a lawsuit filed in federal court this past week. The mother of three um, booked a room at the five-star Ritz-Carlton Half Moon Bay. I don't know if that, that might be where Ron and his wife are staying right now this week, which would be very tragic. Um, though I know Ron likes to drink all of the hotel branded bottled water as soon as he gets into a hotel room. That's where he says you make your money as a hotel guest. Um, anyway, so she checks into the room um, and asks uh, the attendant if they can deliver some bottles of water to the room. Um, she was there with her husband. Um and apparently during the four night stay, she ordered water to her room. She sipped from the bottle um, in the middle of the night and she realized that the taste and texture of the water that she had ingested may have been semen. Um, she was mortified, terror terrified, embarrassed and humiliated, all according to court documents, but shared her suspicion with her husband. Um, who then contacted the hotel where rooms start at $800 per night. The Ritz-Carlton sent the bottled water to a laboratory for analysis. That's how you know you're staying at a nice place where when somebody complains about the water, they have enough 
of of the ability to send their water to a um, a, a laboratory. Um, they sent the water. The testing came back and did, in fact, confirm that the water contained semen. Um, and uh, I mean, she's still in the hotel. Um, apparently, um, she said that, you know, she and her husband have stayed at um, Marriott branded hotels at least 600 times, including its Ritz Carlton properties. Nothing like this has ever happened, though it doesn't say in the story. Um, how much she's suing for, because that I think is an important factoid. Um, I think that's an important um, because you really want to know exactly um, how much semen is allowable in a bottle of water before you can taste it, before you recognize it, um, because that's somewhat important. Um, all right, people, we talked about it. You know, we talked about the miniature horse, but now let's actually get into it. Because earlier this week, a story floated around the internet of a man named Jad Shipman. I looked for a photo of Jad, J A D Shipman, S H I P M A N, aged 48, um, who recently ran a foal of the uh, law. Um, he is married. He lives in the state of Washington, and he was arrested earlier this week for offering to pony up over $440 um, for a uh, a lady of the evening um, to join him and his miniature horse for some fun times. Um, he apparently went onto a website called TNA Board, which is often used for prostitution and other commercial sex purposes, um, using the um, username on the site, the Mala Mute, which is a breed of dog known for its strength and size. He apparently reached out to the women, um, asking them, um, uh, I'm not even going to say this, you know, I could, but I'm not going to, it says in the article, um, exactly what he asked these, um, he asked this woman to do, um, kind of gross. However, I'm going to say that these animals are absolutely adorable. I do not understand anybody. And obviously, listen, people have their different kinks. People have their different interests. You know, some people are, um, uh, you know, some people are very vanilla. Some people aren't. Um, but I don't understand somebody who is going to look at this cute little animal here. And instead of rubbing him on its head, patting him on its back, I would even go so far as... Um, you know, giving him a squeeze on that rib cage. It looks like he's got a pretty big belly over there. Um, we're going to sit there and see an animal and want to use it for sexual purposes. Um, absolutely disgusting. Um, so um, if proven guilty, he is looking at several years in prison um, as well as several fines. Um, he has prior, um, pro has previously um, admitted to previous sexual contacts with other animals. Um Jad Shipman, if he ever applies for a job in your office, I would say that you absolutely need to not hire him. Jad Shipman, allegedly, we are going to not allegedly um, talk about him anymore. What's our next story that we've got lined up? Oh, we are going to go to Amsterdam which is in the Netherlands, I believe, could be Belgium, um, where a woman recently claimed on the internet that she performed a sex act on her father 
at um, while she was in Amsterdam on her bachelorette party. Um, she claims that she was in a um, uh, a bar slash club where apparently you are allowed to perform sex acts while divided by a wall um, with complete strangers. She says at some point the wall um, uh, moved and she was able to look on the other side and see that the man on the other side of that wall was her father. Um, experts in Amsterdam sex clubs have said that no such um, establishment exists, that it is um, from reputable, the reputable um, clubs and bars say that if you are going to engage in any kind of sexual activity, they absolutely are. Um, there are no anonymous sex um, uh, uh, equipment that would prevent this from happening. Um, absolutely correct right here. Um, the chat's gone quiet, people. Um, I think we, we're at the hour and 32 mark. Um, and I can only say that I think people have reached the point where they are suddenly wondering if this is the kind of stuff that I, 100% Janelle, this is after dark territory, people, but we're not doing it after dark this week because Ron said no. So what are we going to do? We're doing it during the podcast, but we're keeping it clean. We're not doing anything dirty here. YouTube should have no problem. Um, so basically, um, we believe that this story has been debunked, that this is not a legitimate story. It's not real. Um, one of the things that um, you know people talk about is going overseas for um, uh, vacations, for illicit services. Um, but one thing you don't have to do if your fetish here is armpit hair. Um, and if your thing is armpit hair, looking at you, Mr. Saletti, if your thing is armpit hair, you are looking at a photo of Fenella Fox, who's from the UK. She is 30 and claims to have made almost a million dollars thanks to her armpit hair, which she sells on the internet, she um, she apparently um, has um, been spending up to 14 hours a day on the internet, live streaming. Um, she's been in the adult industry since she was 18. She's claiming that she makes almost $10,000. You can transfer, um, you know, into uh, pounds. I think that's what England uses. Yeah, they still use the pounds. They're not on the euro anymore. They're back to pounds. She's claiming she makes $9,500 a month from a combination of social media platforms where she says she has over a million followers. And what is the thing that she does? <clears throat> She's been posting images of her body hair online for over seven years after she became frustrated with the beauty standards placed on women. Um, and those are photos of her. Apparently, she is unable to take a photo of herself without going like this. So I'm going to do this. Da, da, da. Do, do, do. Apparently, I should be able to make $9,000 a month just going like this. Hold on. I'll do it one more time. Um, I don't know, people. This is not the way I wish to make money. Um. Anybody want to uh, go online and see how much she is charging for her OnlyFans? Um, we all for for those people who are uh, uh, Patreon subscribers who are familiar with our After Dark, you know exactly what OnlyFans is. Here we have this is just a stock photo, people. 
Um, recently on, you know, we are big fans on this show of the website Reddit. And one of the subreddits is, am I the a-hole? I won't use the word because it's not appropriate. We're keeping this show. F- this show is family friendly this week. Um, so apparently in the AITA thread, somebody posted a, uh, a question of, a- am I the a-hole? Um, a male uh, employee of, uh, of where they work. That was a stupid way of introducing it. Um, male employee sat there and he said that um, he recently was having a conversation with a female coworker who was um, putting packets of breast milk in the office ref- um, refrigerator. She was lactating as she had recently returned from maternity leave. And he made the comment, hey, so what would happen if I were to drink your breast milk? He inquired, um, to which she replied, excuse me. Um, after he, uh, tried to attempt the, to clarify that it was just simply a curious question. He says, you know, is it okay because your baby is related to you or would I get sick because I don't have the same bacteria? Um, she replied, um, that, uh, she did not know if that was the case. Um, however, she said that she felt uncomfortable and reported him to human resources, you know, here. Um, we love stories uh, that involve people being reported to human resources. So um, the question here is, is he the a-hole for asking his female co-worker what would happen if he were to drink her breast milk? I'm going to go with yes, people. Um, and that's not my HR hat on. I'm going to say that if you've got a female coworker who is putting her breast milk in the company office, I'm sure she was using some type of, you know, um, packaging. I'm sure that it was in some type of, a, you know, a general, um, you know, a, a refrigerated pack. Um, just sit there and, you know, uh, be an adult about it. You know, don't, you know, if she sits there and makes a comment, she wants to introduce the conversation of, you know, hey, anybody want to have a taste of this? Um, okay. Yeah, exactly, Allie. Just go. Google it. Be an adult. Just Google it. There's absolutely no reason. You know, it's it is a subject where I would imagine that this woman was already uncomfortable having to keep her breast milk in the office. Um, and the last thing she needed to do was to have her male coworkers um, bringing up what you know the ability that they might have to um, to have some of it. Um, I don't know if you, if you agree with me. I think he is the a hole. Um, I'm not even sure I want to do this story. This was a story. Um, of rapper, hold up, Blueface. I mean, is that a rapper? Anybody know who Blueface is? Apparently, Blueface um, got engaged um, to his girlfriend at a L.A. Rams Steelers game recently at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, and somehow decided that it was a good way to celebrate by hiring strippers so that they could dance in his um. Uh, luxury suite while he and his um, fiance threw dollar bills at them. Somehow this is a story. I don't think so. Ladies and gentlemen, you are looking at a photo. I got two more stories and then we're winding down. We are at the one hour and 38. We're at the one hour and 38 minute mark. This episode has flown by. Chris Letty says I need a haircut. I don't think so, buddy. I think I look just great. Um, you are looking at a photo of her name is going to come up. See, this is why this show is just a little better as a two-man show. Annie Knight, 
from Australia. She recently hit headlines in local media when she announced that she has been sleeping with over 300 people in a in a single year. Claims recently that one of her regular boyfriends um, found out that they were not in an exclusive relationship and ghosted her, um, reaching out, basically saying that he was no longer interested in her because um, he found out that she was sleeping with so many people. She got on the Internet and said, listen, he didn't realize that he was part of my rotation. I was honest with him when the subject came up, but I didn't feel the need to necessarily bring it up. Um, this is one where I'm going to sit there and say he's kind of um, correct. Um, I do believe that if you are sleeping with multiple people, I do believe nowadays, especially in a post-AIDS world, you do have an obligation to let um, the people you're having sex with know that you are not exclusive with them, that you are having sex with other people. Um, I don't believe that you necessarily have any obligation to um, uh, be exclusive when you are not ready with them. But I do think it is important to let them know, hey, listen, I want you to, you know, want to let you know we are um, we are not exclusive and we are continuing to have sex with other people. I'm sure that if he was having sex with um, multiple people, that he would not be having a problem with her having sex with multiple people. Speaking of sex with multiple people, ladies and gentlemen, let's look at this man with his. Um, this is a lady. You know, this is this is this is a, a ladies kind of guy. Um, you know, I know, um, you know, any women watching this are sitting there being like, listen, Christmas is coming up. You know, I'm single. I really would like a man. Um, I would like a man who's going to sit on a, a, a on a leopard print chair um, with his Christmas chair in the background. I'm going to say that this is not the man of your dreams. This is not the man who is going to. Um, uh, you know, basically be the father of your children. And the reason why I say this is because you're looking at a photo of Zachariah Andrews. Zachariah Andrews is not going to be the father of any children because he was found dead recently inside the chimney of a um, of an apartment building in Nebraska. Apparently he went missing. He was last seen on September 15th. A month later, um, uh, officials basically, um, uh, you know, uh, arrived uh, to the apartment building after being uh, called by local residents that there was screaming coming inside of the building. Um, police, officers showed, police officers said they showed up when they arrived. There was no more screaming. They looked throughout the apartment building. It was empty. So they left. Um, this is where the story gets weird because Andrews's vehicle was parked inside the parking lot of the vacant apartment building. Um, he was reported missing on October 3rd. And this past week, a um, uh, an investigator arrived at the building after local residents complained of a malodorous smell coming from the building. Um, and they sat there and said, listen, this building stinks. Um, at, the police went back and they actually found Zachariah Anderson's body inside of this, um, inside the chimney of this building. No idea, people, um, how he got into the chimney, why he got into the chimney. It really made no sense. Um, what was he doing in there? We don't know. But unfortunately, I mean, if you can only imagine... Imagine somehow ending up stuck in a chimney, screaming for help for days, 
and people showing up to try to help you. But um, unfortunately, you were either passed out or sleeping when they did show up because they heard nothing left and then you eventually died. What a tragic story. But there's only thing one more tragic than Zachariah Anderson. And that is going to be my ability to understand how to show a video file here on <clears throat> ooh, on this um, uh, on 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 this podcast. So we are going to do locks of the week. I'm going to play it now. We are going to do locks of the week. Locks. Okay, so um, Ron has sent me a video. I have not watched it yet. It supposedly comes from uh, his un um, undisclosed location, and we are going to see if this thing shows up. Here it is. Let's see. Buenos noches, everybody. Hope we're all doing well back on the mainland. Brian, uh, congrats to you. I mean, I know you already just did a 23-minute soliloquy on uh, your perfect locks of the week from last weekend, but congratulations on remaining perfect. Um, I will be uh, excited to see you all again next Sunday night when I am back stateside. Uh, but in the meantime, here's my locks of the week for week nine in the NFL. I am loving Kansas City minus two and a half versus the Miami Dolphins. And then we've got the Baltimore Ravens minus four and a half against those Seattle Seahawks. So be well, everybody, and we'll catch you next Sunday night. That bastard. Um, so apparently he he is in Acapulco. Um, it, you could see from the background the devastation that has been wrought by Hurricane Otis. Um, locks of the week. People are wondering, how did we do? Well, I'm happy to report that Ron did. Um, Ron went 2-0 this past week. Um, his games, he bet the, um, he had, uh, you know, uh, just it, it was easy. It was so simple. Um, 49ers laying six over the Bengals. Ron looked at this and said, Jesus, we know exactly what's going to happen here. Ravens minus seven and a half over the Cardinals. Ron, uh, Ron basically laughed in the face of Vegas over this line. Um, I myself, um, I also went two and zero. Jets were laying um, uh, two uh, over the Giants. Jets winning 13 to 10. I like to pick those games that are just going to be a sliver slice over the line. I also went with the Jaguars minus one, one and a half over the Steelers. I like the Steelers this year, but they were not going to beat the Jaguars. Jaguars win the whole game 20 to 10. Ron right now is 16 and 0 for the season. I myself just trying to keep up with him. Also 16 and 0. We go to week nine. My two locks of the week. I've got the Rams minus one and a half over the Packers. I also have the Steelers minus four over the Titans on a Thursday night. There's nothing like a, a, a Thursday night football game. I'm a big fan. Um, not everybody does. A lot of people sit there and say, listen, we do not like a Thursday night football game. I do. Some people don't even like sports. Saletti over here saying sports. <laughs> you know, he's allowed to do that. Do we have any more stories? 
Um, no, I think those are all the stories that we wanted to get to this week. Let me check my notes. I think we're done here, people. Um, oh, yeah, we got what are you watching? Hold up. We are not done. Let me pull up. What are you watching? What are you watching? What are you watching? I would like another beer. What are you watching? Okay, I watched a terrible movie this week. Um, this weekend while I was up in Boston called Ma. Ma! Where's the meatloaf? Ma! Um, it starred, um, it's on Netflix. It stars, hold up, let me get her name. But do, 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 do. Um, Octavia Spencer, this woman is a Oscar winner. Um, for those who also starring Juliette Lewis, who should have been an Oscar winner for her role as Mallory in Mick and Mallory. Um, uh, um, hold on a second. Uh, what was the movie? Natural Born Killers, um, which is uh, just a great movie. Um, so she was in uh, Natural Born Killers. Um, and uh, she's in this movie, Ma. So the idea of Ma, it is a story of a bunch of high school. And I'm going to spoil this. So if nobody wants spoiler alerts or you're sitting there saying, I would like to watch a movie that gets 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, um, please watch it. Um, however, if you don't want, if you're okay with spoiler alerts and you don't want um, uh, and you don't care, um, then I would say right now, just go with um, uh, uh, keep listening to the show because I'm going to ruin this movie and I'm doing you a favor. So the story of Ma, yeah, Janelle says this movie did not get good reviews and there's a reason for it. So, this, so the plot line of this, it's a movie where, but I'll give you the tagline just so that you guys can see just the, the, the lunacy. A lonely woman befriends a group of teenagers. Hold on, I'm going to start with this one more time. Let me get a drink of water. <clears throat> In a world where a lonely woman befriends a group of teenager and decides to let them party at her house, just when the kids think that their, look could, their luck couldn't get any better, things start happening that make them question the intention of their host. All right, that's tagline number one. Let's try this one. We're going to try tagline number two. In a world where a woman agrees to buy booze for a group of teens and offers them her basement to party in, but her hospitality soon turns into obsession and terror. This movie was so fucking atrocious. And it literally, that is the plot of the movie. It is a um, bunch of teens are... Um, uh, are, are standing outside of a liquor store in their bumfuck town. Um, and they are sitting there trying to figure out um, if they can get some booze. They're offering strangers walking into the, into the store to see if they can, um, uh, if they can, what do you call it? If they're okay with them, uh, if, if somebody's going to buy them the drink, um, you know, uh, bottles of booze. So somehow like we're not, they're in high school, but somehow they have uh, massive amounts of money to buy like four different bottles of booze. Now, keep in mind, I'm not going to sit there and say that um, I understand how, where these kids are getting their money. Because when I was in high school, did I have like $80 to buy four bottles of booze? And keep in mind, that's averaging $20 for a bottle of booze. I don't know what kind of booze these kids are buying. So I'm going to say they probably walked in there with 100 bucks. So these kids, somehow these kids are pooling their money and getting $100 of booze. Um, 
so they're they're asking some strangers to buy these booze. And what happens? Most people say no. But then Octavia Spencer shows up. She walks by and she goes, listen, I was once you. I remember being your age and trying to get some beer. I'll buy you some beer. So she goes and she buys some beer. They go around. Next day, she's walking by the the um, she's walking by the liquor store. The same kids are there asking her to buy more booze. Now keep in mind, these five high school kids went through like four bottles of alcohol. I don't know how many high school kids are drinking that at that kind of level. Um, by the way, I've moved on to an Amagang. This is a good beer. Mm. So, so then she shows up the second time. And she's just like, listen, I don't feel comfortable with you guys just drinking on the street or, you know, drinking where you could get in trouble. Come back to my house. I've got a perfect basement. You guys can hang out there. These kids are like, sweet. So they go into her basement. Keep in mind, I don't know about you, but if some adult, if I'm like a high school kid and some adult goes, hey, I have a great idea. I'm going to get you some booze. Come out, hang out in my basement. Um, where, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you that you're not allowed in any other part of my house, but the basement, I'm going to say this woman's going to try and peg me in the ass. I am not going to be okay. I'm hanging out in her, um, in her basement. So what do they do? They sit there and go, Oh yeah, of course, this is awesome. So they go back to our house. Next thing you know, she, her basement becomes the social center of the high school kids activities. They're throwing parties in her basement. They're blasting music. This lady gets couches. They're playing beer pong, flip cup. They're drinking um, all this booze. She's got lights throughout the house. It's it's utterly ludicrous that these high school kids would not think, hey, there's something strange about this lady. We should not be hanging out with this um, grown adult woman. Um, and also, uh, once again, just because it is modern day Netflix, um, the uh, friend group is perfectly represented by all the major ethnicities um, felt forced. Um, anywho, um, so uh, uh, eventually, one of the fr- one of the one one of the people in the French group sits there and goes, "Hmm, this woman seems a little bit, you know, uh, uh, you know, way too interested in us. She is texting us too much. She's, you know, uh, uh, reaching out to us on Snapchat. Why is she so obsessed with us?" And then suddenly, um, you know, the story goes on and on to the point where, spoiler alert, now we're going to ruin the movie. So apparently when she was in high school in the same local town, um, the the cool kids of the group um, of the school basically pulled her aside and tricked her and humiliated her to the point where um, it was scarred her emotionally for life. And she was unable ever to emotionally recover from it. So um, she's never really had many friends or whatnot. And, you know, she's always dreamed of being embraced by the cool kids of a high school. Keep in mind, this woman looks to be in her late 40s or 50s. So somehow she's still obsessed with high school, high school kids. So fast forward. Keep in mind, it was like an hour 40. It wasn't even a very good long movie. Um, so fast forward. So then, hmm. Janelle, have you not figured out exactly what's going on here? I'm at the one hour, 54 minute mark. And if you think I've gone this far without being able to um, say to Ron that I did a two hour episode by myself, um, we're hitting two hours, baby. You know, um, and if you have something you want me to talk about other than Ma, feel free to make some suggestions. I got six minutes, five minutes and a half to be exact that I am going to fill 
um, just because I want to say fuck you to Ron, who basically still struggles to get past 58 minutes by himself. We're not doing that, people. We're hitting two hours. Um, so uh, so eventually the friends realize she's creepy and things go um, haywire. Now, this is where it really becomes just complete bullshit. And you can call it where you see it, because finally she, um, you know, she drugs all the kids. Um, to the point where they are um, unable, they're immobilized and passed out. She um, puts a, uh, a burning iron on one of the kids. She paints some kid uh, his face white because he wasn't. Um, she sews, um, she takes a girl's lips and sews them shut, apparently because she's let the girl talk too much. Um, it just seems so oddly ludicrous. Then somehow a fire breaks out as these kids are all coming to at the same time. And um, one of the kids eventually um, takes a, uh, what is like, a, I guess like a steak knife. Not that I have any experience with getting stabbed by steak knives. Um, literally stabs um, Ma, the, the name of the character, because she, all, she wants all the kids to call her Ma, which is a little weird because all these kids have mothers. So why the fuck would they be okay calling her Ma? Um, uh, so, so, so one of the girls stabs her in the back um, as she's walking around. She falls to the ground. All the kids flee the house as a fire breaks out. Lo and behold, Ma stands up. She's not dead. You know, she got stabbed, but she's not dead. And I can speak. Somebody who can speak from experience. When you get stabbed in the back, um, you're not dead. You're going to you're going to live. You're going to you're going to bleed out a lot. But that doesn't mean you're going to die. Um, three and a half minutes I have left. Um, we're still going. And I would love a topic if somebody wants to throw a topic up for me to talk about for three minutes. Um, but I'm going to still talk about. It. So then. So eventually the fire breaks out. All the kids escape. <coughs> Ooh. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have done the two hour show. Um, next thing you know, they show Ma walking through the house, looking out the window to kind of say goodbye to the kids. Does someone bail Ma out? No, 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 no. Ma is um, in the house waving to the kids, um, smiling at them, kind of saying like, if it's okay, I'm all right burning to death in this house because this is all for the best. But the important part is, the woman is just literally does not have uh, any beads of sweat on her body. Um, two minutes and 40 seconds, people. Um, so I, as somebody who's a sweater, um, I know that like I basically get out of the shower and take three steps and I'm already perspiring. This woman took a steak knife to the back to the point where it caused her to hit the floor and pass out. And somehow her skin, when they do that close up, Ma, Octavia Spencer, her skin just crystal dry, absolutely dry. Like somebody had just dotted it with blotter. Um, and, and, and she's not breaking a sweat because she can take, she can take a stab, um, and, and, and basically not have a problem, which I think is bullshit. If you ask me, um, excuse me, that's not the way it's going to go down. Um, because it's just, it just doesn't make sense for that. Um, I'm looking for the, this has got to stop. Um, hold up. And I cannot find the video for it, but, oh, here we go. Boo, do, 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 do. Nope. Got it wrong. It's not the video, but, uh, somewhere in here is the outro, which I do th hope to have at some point. Um, but this time's gotta stop. All right, people. 
We are ending episode 277. I hope you had a good time. I do want to um, appreciate um, uh, all the people that played a part in making this happen. Um, first and foremost is my girlfriend who got me here on time. Uh, um, you know, it is, it's never fun driving in the rain. Um, it's never fun dealing with me when I start to get stressed. And she got me here on time so that um, we could have a technical f uh, error-free episode. Um, and um, here, here's Allie. To quote Andy, Linda Richmond, the progressive era was neither progressive or an era. Discuss. Unfortunately, Linda Richmond, I believe, is uh, Mike Myers' character on Saturday Night Live. Tell me I'm wrong on that one. Um, first and foremost, I want to thank Milady for making sure that I got here on time to do this episode by myself. Secondly, I want to thank you. I want to thank everyone that, that spent the past two hours with me. Um, I really appreciate it. So I know some people checked in, checked out. Um, I appreciate uh, the time you spent. I know some people spent the, the entire two hours hanging out, you know, chiming in. The um, comment section this week um, were uh, absolutely, you guys kept me going. Um, watching the comments, knowing you guys were watching. Um, I want to thank you. It was a great episode. Um, I sure had a, uh, sure as hell had a, had a great time. Um, we hit a lot of topics. We hit all the good bits. I want to thank Ron for not being here so that he knows that um, the next time he needs to do a solo show, that if he can't break two hours, then he's just not a man. And uh, he can go fuck himself. Uh, thank you very much. Hold on. Let me, I'm going to put back our banner so people know exactly that this is the Ron and Brian show episode 277. Do not forget um, a week from today, we will be doing our election day special where Ron goes through all of the local election um, uh, uh, candidates. Um, I personally, um, you know, it's the most thrilling episode that I um, uh, know of uh, where Ron really gets shows you his love of local politics. Um, some people don't really, um, you know, think that uh, it's a good use of Ron's time. He insists on doing it every year. Um, I know two years ago he spent 45 minutes dealing with a um, the dis the third district of Missouri, where Representative Tom Anderson was going up against Democratic challenger um, uh, Mikhail uh, uh, Putinsky, and um, Ron really was able to show just, you know, issue by issue where these two stood such that I think we all understood um, that uh, Tom Anderson was the right candidate for re-election. So glad he won again. Um, you know, people say that the Ron and Brian podcast, um, you know, election swing, you know, has the same amount of sway in the political world as Sean Hannity. Who am I to say that's not true? Um, but thank you for joining us. Um, for those who are who have not, this may be your first time watching the show. We do this every Sunday night. We stream live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. We also have our um, uh, social media uh, listed. We are on X, Twitter, whatever the fuck you want to call it. We do have a Facebook page, YouTube. Um, uh, I myself are on all of them. 
Um, thank you, I want to say, for joining. If you're not already currently joining, um, if you're not currently following us, please do us a favor. Follow us on YouTube. Um, like us. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Do the same thing on Facebook. Um, we are so close to being able to monetize this show. I think they say you need about 1,000 um, uh, subscribers. We are getting very close to that number. So if you know people who are not subscribed yet and they're they and they you think that they would be a fan of the show reach out to them say to them hey listen here's a uh, podcast that i think you'd like maybe this is the episode that you would show them i don't know i want to don't want to assume anything i don't want to say listen maybe because ron's and i here this is the episode that more people would like i don't know i don't know um by the way i really just do appreciate it thank you for joining me um, this is episode 277. I want to say goodbye. I want to thank you all. Um, have a great day and I will see you a week from today. Hopefully by that point, Ron will have been back. Thank you. And I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube. Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.